Hello and welcome to the Brick Cave Blitz, the show where we try and do everything as knowledgeable as possible um, and and give you as much information about the NFL as we possibly can. Um, I am your host as usual, the unusual Greg, uh, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram. Joining me with his wholesome knowledge is the man... Is it knowledge if I copy and paste from the internet? Yes, because oh. you've done research, and research equals knowledge. True. Uh, I'm Smith, and I am DRS underscore 1994 on Instagram and Instagram only. And don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram. It's at Brit Cave Blitz, um, the simple place to find everything you need to know from us. Um, I just want to caveat back. Uh, caveat back, cycle back, because not only have you copied and pasted, but research-wise, you've actually manipulated the data as well. So not only have you taken and you know researched the data, you've manipulated it to prove a point, and that is called research. I thought you were going to say because I mani- manipulated something. You're just going to say like I was a bitch or something. Uh, you know, I would I would do that, but I want to build you up before tearing you down. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is another stats episode. Uh, we are doing the AFC North this time. No, 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 North. Because uh, last time we did the uh, NFC West, which included the Rams, who won the Super Bowl. So we thought it was only logical to do the next division. Uh, the runners-up in the Super Bowl. A.K.A. the losers of the Super Bowl, but technically champions in other ways. The Bengals are included in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a little grouping. It's the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers. Yeah, and uh, as noted last year, like with the for the 2021 season, uh, this was a very tight division. A very tight division. Um, one, any of these teams, literally any of these teams, by the end of it, could have gone through to the playoffs. So, <clears throat> very quickly, just diving in, I'll just quickly say that the, the Bengals finished with uh, 10 wins and 7 mm-hmm. losses. The Browns finished with 8 wins and 9 losses. The Ravens finished with 8 wins and 9 losses. The Steelers finished with 9 wins, 7 losses, and 1 draw. I was looking at this before we started, and if the Steelers would have made that draw a win, the Bengals and the Steelers would have had the exact same ending score, and the Browns and the Ravens have the exact same ending score. It would have been like the weirdest division. Yeah, yeah, beautiful symmetry all over the place, but it wasn't. So you know, suck it. <laughs> I think. Yeah, Rufflesburger had to ruin it. Are you eating whilst doing a podcast? I was finishing a cookie. Okay, do you not think it might be prudent to you know say stop eating for professionalism? You know. Are you, are you are you wanting to gobble stuff at our audience? See how I, I built you like up, it. and now I'm tearing you down. <sighs> All gone. Um, right, let's start this podcast again. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm joking. Yeah, I, I was gonna say like, oh, but you, you kind of already mentioned that it was looking like a very tight division mm. before going into it anyway, because you've got more experience than me. Uh, have you, do you know that this has always been like this, or is this no. very recent? I'm pretty sure you said the Browns had a shit season. When I, I was shit few first years, I watching say. the the NFL, 
the Browns almost had two zero and sixteen seasons. Almost had two of them. So the first zero and sixteen season they had, they then went obviously first overall pick, and that was the year they picked up Baker Mayfield, um, and then. I think into that season they went seven losses and then won their first I say their first NFL game in almost two years and it was historic it's to me. Essentially they'd gone twenty three games without a win. Exactly. Exactly. It could have been more from the previous season, but yeah. Yeah, so I say they they were they were almost I think when they won their first game they were almost at two entire seasons of losses. So, you know, at that time it was a sixteen game season, so we're looking at almost thirty two losses on a bounce. Um I don't actually I can't remember whether they actually got thirty two on a bounce of losses, but yeah, that was my first proper season watching the NFL. And I say I remember I remember talking to my dad about it, going, Oh the Browns finally won a game, way <laughs> what was your dad was like, yeah, it won't last long. No, no. Um, um, and then you got to think, you know, from this division, the Steelers were the dominant force for the longest time. Then the Ravens got Lamar Jackson. The Bengals never really looked to be a a winning side with Andrew Dalton as their their quarterback for about four years as well. So you know, this this division was always a very much. Steelers and Ravens, and then whatever else happens in the in the season, sort of thing, for this division from uh, for as long as I've been watching in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So, did the Browns get two first picks in like two years in a row? I think they might have actually. Because that w- would that be Baker Mayfield and then Miles Garrett? Probably, probably. Um, Either that, or it was Miles well, Garrett then Baker Mayfield. But yeah, I feel like it was Baker Mayfield first because. Miles Garrett was the one that I knew about, so that I feel like that was the most re- more recent one. Okay. And uh, I, I think somewhere I'll have to double check, but somewhere it was mentioned that Miles Garrett and T.J. Watt were both drafted in the same year. Ooh. Yeah. That'll be researched um, so for another yeah. time. Jumping into it. Let's do it. So this is the toy. The toytle. See what we said last time. Whoever hosts can't speak. Yep, and it's the job of the co-host to mock. Yes. <laughs> oh, if only we could have uh, like copyrighted mock, mock the Week or something. <laughs> we can. We just say, like, Mock the Week, but it's weak spelt as in you're a weak person. Ah, oh, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is the total points scored slash conceded, and then obviously the difference. So the Bengals this season. The, these are all regular season stats as mm-hmm. well, just in case that wasn't... Uh, so, Bengals scored 444 points, beautiful, and conceded 376. So, it's a difference of plus 68, just one point off perfect season. Oh. <clears throat> the Browns scored 328 points and conceded 371, so a difference of minus 43. The Ravens scored 387 and conceded 392 for a difference of minus 5. And the Steelers scored 327 and conceded 398 for a difference of minus 71. Um, so there's only... Strangely, like the, the Steelers had a better season, but they scored one point less than the Browns mm. overall, but conceded 30-odd yeah. 
points. Twenty-seven more. more. I mean, it just goes to show that I say, even though the wins, you know, if you took them as their 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 win loss draws sort of thing, they would be. You you think there's nothing between them sort of thing, and then you look at those. It's like there were some dominant wins by the Bengals, and then some absolutely appalling losses by the Steelers. And it, yeah, because like, like I said, it's that if that one draw would have been a win, mm. they would come out looking as if they had a similar season to the Bengals, yeah. which after seeing the season would not make sense no. whatsoever. No. Uh, and then within those points, the touchdown scored and conceded. Uh, so the Bengals scored 54 touchdowns and conceded 44. So a uh, difference of plus 10. The Browns scored 43 and conceded 43. Nil point. Uh, the Ravens scored 40 and conceded 48. So a difference of minus 8. And the Steelers scored 34 and conceded 43 for a difference of minus 9. Blimey. Do you think it's weird that the Browns, you know, exact? I know obviously we do like these stats where they, they look similar but do, yeah. do you think it's I would have if before I did these stats I would have put a bet on the Browns scoring less touchdowns than the teams they played did they've played did okay um, played did not played did <laughs> played did see I would agree with you the offence of the Browns was somewhat the mitigating factor for their season being as poor as it was because when you look at the studs they had on defense, they they should have been winning more games. Um, but yeah, no, I think the trouble is when you look at forty three and forty three, we've had some wildly lower scoring teams, and then some wildly higher scoring teams, but also led their touchdowns conceded has been higher as well. Um, so for me, like I think forty odd is middle of the road um, for anything. But potentially a better. It looks better on the defense than it does the offense. True, true. Is is there any there that kind of surprised you? Um, I'll be honest. I didn't think the Ravens uh, would have conceded so many touchdowns compared to their touchdowns scored, forty to forty eight. When you think their goal difference was, you know, uh, their sorry, their points total was a minus five. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, then they made it up. I mean, obviously, they have Justin Tucker as a kicker, but to to have such a wild swing. I mean, eight touchdowns. You're looking at what's that? Eight times six, effectively. Um, maths is or oh, forty eight. So you know you you're making up forty eight points or forty three points in just kicks. That's a lot to make up. Um, and just within those touchdowns themselves. Um, the just specifically passing touchdowns yeah. scored and conceded. Same thing again. Bengals scored 36, conceded 26, difference of plus 10. Uh, Browns scored 21, conceded 29, difference of minus 8. Ravens scored 21 and conceded 31, minus 10. And Steelers uh, scored 23 and conceded 24 for a difference of minus 1. Man, that Bengals offense. I mean, again, I get it because of the Jamar Chase, you know, Joe Burrow connection, but to have pretty much all of your positive, uh, you know, touchdowns be a passing touchdown just goes to show that connection. Yeah, um, and I will say as well, just because you brought up Jamar Chase now, I just quickly opened it up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, out of those 36 passing touchdowns, yep. uh, just over a third of them are Jamar Chase. Jesus. He scored 13 of them. Jesus. That's... Wow. Wow. There's nothing more you can say about that. Like... <laughs> but, yeah. but wow. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'll, I'll just do these stats first because it, it relates to what I was going to mm-hmm. say anyway. Yeah. Rushing touchdown-wise, Bengals scored 16, conceded 15, difference of plus one. Browns scored 20, conceded 13, difference of plus seven. Ravens scored 18 for a di- and conceded 13 for a difference of plus five. And Steelers um, scored 10 and conceded 17 for a difference of minus seven. I did not expect that those two like that from the Ravens. I didn't expect them to be better at rushing touchdowns than the passing touchdowns. Though really? I'm guessing a lot of them. Well, I understand that, like, yeah, Jamar. No. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Sorry. Uh, yeah, Lamar. <laughs> For some reason, like I said it with a J, but in my head it popped up. Like, like I could see his name with the L. Is that? I was like, I don't. Why did my? You're thinking of yeah. Lum, uh, Jamar Laxon. Okay. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, Lamar. Uh, I, yeah, I get that he's a you know a, a runner, so most mm. of them would have been from himself. But the way that they played this season, the amount of times that I saw him trying to do a run. And the amount of yards he lost because of that, because they just shut him down all the time. I, I didn't expect that stat-wise from what I remember seeing this season. I think the trouble is, again, with Lamar Jackson being out for about seven games, I think he was out in total. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. He there you go. played 12. There you go. That's five, uh, then. What did you, oh, did you say seven? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, five. Yeah. So when he was out for five games... He wasn't the problem there. I think that Ravens running game has become a lot better um, around him as well to give him the opportunities. But also, like, he's not a bad thrower. Uh, People give him a lot of stick. He's a great thrower of the football, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. And I know he's a good thrower, and he's shown a lot of, like, especially deep passes go well this season. So I expected yeah. it, it to be higher on the scoring uh, scoring for passing touchdowns than uh, rushing touchdowns, you know, like in the difference of how they were conceded. Mm. And I, I was just quickly looking at his now. So Lamar Jackson says that he scored 16 touchdowns, but I know that most of them will be passing mm-hmm. to somebody else. Um Okay, so rushing touchdowns, he sc- he only scored two of them. Yeah, yeah. But I was saying like that that kind of, it, but I mean the 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 good thing about Lamar Jackson as a running quarterback is that you can never discount that he's got the ball. So quite often with the expanse of that running game, some of the defenders are looking to shut him down when they actually need to be focusing on the runner who's actually got the ball and scored. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah, because though to be fair, he he's got the most rushing yards out of the entire team. Yeah, yeah. And when he was out for five, he has the most rushing yards by about two hundred yards. There you go. So you know, whilst you in your head picture him as always losing yards, 
he gained a lot yeah. of bloody yards. Yeah, I guess like I guess it is one of those things where I, I'm just focusing on. My brain seems to only be able to picture the negative ones. Yeah, and not all the positive ones. I think it's because you hate Lamar Jackson. I'm not a fan of him. I'm honestly not. But yeah, yeah. Moving on. Um, and then the extra touchdowns. <clears throat> so these are from you know uh, interceptions, kick turns, all that stuff. The Bengals scored two and conceded three for minus one. The Browns scored two and conceded one for plus one. The Ravens scored one and conceded four for minus four. And the Steelers scored one and conceded two for a minus one. I don't really think that that says much about the actual teams, really. Um, Although, strangely, the Browns are the only ones that are positive in that regard. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the, the Ravens special teams... Having an almost Packers-like performance of conceding four t- special teams touchdowns. So, well, I mean, if if any of them have come off interceptions, because they're yeah, true, they could could have been there. Overall, the Ravens' passing game did throw eighteen interceptions yeah. overall. Uh, yeah, all right, so, fair enough. So this is just for the field goals, which is where. <clears throat> As we've seen before in the Ravens' actual points game, it does look like that they, that's where they made everything yeah. up. Um, so the Bengals completed 29 of 34 attempts for a percentage of 85.3. The Browns completed 16 of 22 for 72.7. The Ravens completed 35 of 37 for 94.6. And the Steelers completed 36 of 40 for a completion percentage of 90%. Um, Ravens percentage, definitely the highest one we've had so far, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the second highest we had was the Rams at 94.1. Yeah, pretty fucking spot on. Yeah, I mean, Justin Tucker, you know, we, we all remember him for the, you know, what is it, 68 it's, yarder? 66 yarder, something like that? I think so. He's so got I, knew, I know it's 60 summer. But he's consistent as hell as well. <laughs> what were you going to say then instead of hell? It's consistent, consistent as, as what? Shit. Consistent as shit. Okay, okay. Uh, it was 66 yards. There you go. Yeah, 66 yards. So, you not, know. That was the new uh, field goal yeah. record, wasn't it? Yeah. The doink to get it over. <laughs> the doink, the doink. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, clearly the only one here that needs some actual improvement is the Browns. But to be fair, looking at percentage-wise, yeah, it looks like they need the most. Improvement. But they had at least ten, mm. at least twelve less than everybody yeah. else attempt-wise. So that percentage may be a bumped up if they had just as many attempts, but it'd be interesting to see how many times they got into field goal range. Um, mm-hmm. You know how many times they actually got to you know third or fourth down in those moments, or whether they you know either forced a ch- an attempt into the uh, the end zone and and failed. I mean, they were they were too busy going for all the salmons, weren't they? <laughs> That's true. That's true. They got the quintessential salmon. 
Uh, so the next that is the uh, first downs by penalties. So the first number is the amount of first downs that they have given due to penalties and the amount of first downs that they have received given to penalties. So the Bengals have um, given away 19 first downs due to penalties and received 33 first downs due to penalties. The Browns have given away 35 and received 27. The Ravens have uh, given away 27 and received 26. And the Steelers have given away 24 and received 34. Uh, so... Ravens is only by one. Yeah. The Browns is the only one that's looking quite undisciplined there. Almost ten. Yeah. First downs. I mean, yeah. they could have been shitty little mistakes, but when you see it on a bit of a stat board like this, it it, it doesn't look good. No, no, absolutely. Especially when it's right next to that Bengals one. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'd say that that Bengals D are absolutely disciplined in this division, um, which is great. And I say that that's. That could be the driving factor to mean that they won, you know, two more games than the Browns, because they gave away, you know, sixteen less first downs. Um, and then with those penalties, the average amount of yards that they give away per game, uh, the Bengals' average is thirty-six, the Browns' average is sixty, the Ravens is fifty, and the Steelers is forty-eight. So, pretty much three teams there. Basically, every single game are giving away half the pitch. Yeah, yeah. And the Bengals are not. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I mean, you think if you actually think about that in terms of the pitch, if you start at the twenty-five yard line, you're only what fifteen yards away from the end zone uh, for the Browns. Yeah. So that's an easy yeah, yeah, field goal. Fifty. You're twenty-five yards away. That's an easy field goal. Steelers. Again, 48, so you're 27 away. Easy field goal. So, like, if that was to happen, like, yeah. in a row, that would just mean that every single time the Browns play somebody, there would be one instance where the other team are on red zone just due to them giving away penalties. Yeah, yeah effectively. So, Browns, fucking sort it out. And again, like last podcast, that sounds wrong. Cleveland Browns, sort it out. <laughs> just, just doesn't sound right no, when I say it. I no. know what people mean. I know people know yeah. what I mean, but it just doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Total yards gained. So this is completely overall. Bengals was six thousand five hundred and forty-eight. The Browns was six thousand and ninety. The Ravens was 6,746, and the Steelers was 5,600. So, yeah, the Steelers don't look good in that regard, but just in the way that the seasons went and everything, I know it's very close, pretty much 200 Mm -hmm. yards. Did you expect the Ravens to be above? No, no. No, I say, you think about the the, the way the, the seasons went, um, to have that that kind of I don't know like that just two hundred is still a lot in compared to you know oh yeah it's two lengths of the field yeah exactly exactly so you got to think the the Ravens must have had some nail biting games I mean I know the 
The Vikings game was very close. They were quite close in points, so that was up and down, up and down, up and down. So they must have had quite a few of those up and down games. The only thing that I would like I would like to know more on in this start is say like somebody is second and eight, and they get sacked. So now the third and fifteen. Yeah. Technically, they've lost seven yards. Yeah. But if they make that first down, do, do those extra seven yards that they technically lost, so it should have been taken away from their total, it, it doesn't get taken away, so it just gets added on? I would have to assume that gets do you added get what on, I mean? because, I mean, I'm guessing... Because mm, I, 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 know, I know for a fact it doesn't work that way in Madden. Yeah. If, say, like I'm on a challenge and it says don't let them gain 25 yards, yeah. they gain 12 and I sack them, so they lose it. It then comes up with the stat saying they've only gained 6 out of 25 rather than whatever. Yeah. So it does take it away. So that was that would be the one thing that I would be interested to know with that, whether if you, know, you lost yards in that regard, it actually came off the total or that doesn't count. So effectively you are giving yourself more feel to make a bigger mm. stat. That's a great question, and only really one that you can answer. It is not something I can answer at all. It's something the NFL can answer. Give us the answer, you bastards! <laughs> and within those multitude of yards, the Bengals' passing was 4,403, and their rushing was 1,742. The Browns passing was 3,320 and rushing was 2,471. The Ravens passing was 3,961 and rushing was 2,479. And the Steelers passing was 3,778 and rushing was 1,583. Just with, so just out of those, all the teams at the moment, I'm just concentrating on the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're, they're passing a lot more uh, yards than over over double than the rushing obviously their QB1 is gone now retired what are you thinking you're going to see next season obviously we've not seen this person play at all uh, at QB do you think that it will still be heavily influenced on the pass game or given the first season do you think they will aim more towards okay we'll we'll focus a bit more on the rushing whilst he's having like a a learning year type of thing i'll be honest it completely depends on who they go with because obviously we're talking about kenny pickett uh being yeah. their um their draft pickup this year but mm-hmm. don't forget they've also got mason rudolph on the team that you know stepped in the times when ben roffelsberger was injured he didn't do great let's you know because obviously otherwise he would have he would be we would be talking about him as the starting quarterback and not a first round guy so i can see for at least the first couple of games maybe they look at rotating to see what works best this any other but at the end of the day a rookie qb's best friend is a great running game mm-hmm. um yep. and mike tomlin's a smart guy I mean, we're talking about the only coach in the NFL that has only ever had winning seasons. You know, he's he knows what he's doing. I fully trust Mike Tomlin to get it done, um, and he will invest 
whatever you know their QB one needs. Uh, whether that be a good running game or if he's a great passer already, he'll get him the tight ends he needs or the, the you know the the wide receivers that he needs. So mm-hmm. I do fully think that a good running game would be great for the Steelers, just to kind of relax Kenny Pickett if we do go for him as QB one. And uh, I will just say as well, um, speaking on Pickett. The, the stat is actually up on our Instagram story at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was only put up 10 hours ago, so it'll be on there for another 14 hours, which won't matter when people are listening to this podcast because that will be well and truly gone. Yep. <laughs> they put out, I don't know, like, it just says of, of, of 2022, the top 10 best-selling jerseys at the moment. Kenny Pickett is number four, and he is the only... Uh, person who has been drafted this year to be on that top 10 list. Interesting. Do, do you want to have a, a quick guess at anybody else that's on there? Anybody else. So he's the only person who's been drafted. So we're talking about Devontae Adams in a Raiders. That's got to be on there. Yeah, so he's at number four. He, and obviously, he's not played yet. Yep. But, yep. Uh, Devontae Adams in a Raiders kit is number three. Yep, thought so. Uh, we're also probably going to be talking about... Oh, big name trades, big name trades... I'm going to go with Matty Ice, Matt Ryan, in Indianapolis. He is not on there. Oh. Nobody gives a shit about Matt Ryan. I don't know why you haven't learned this yet. <laughs> well, I just thought maybe Indianapolis fans would go for him. Okay. Um... No, because he's not, he, he's not worth shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, who we got, who we got, who we got. Oh, we're talking top ten, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Who came out with a new kit? I will say there is only one person on there yeah. who has, like Devontae Adams, been traded. Okay, okay. And they're at number one. Trades. Oh, it's got to be Russell Wilson, surely. Yeah, Russell Wilson there for the Broncos. Well, how could I forget that one? So then the others are probably talking to like an Aaron Rodgers, a Tom Brady, maybe like a... Right, uh... Aaron Rodgers isn't on there. Nope, all right. Brady, Brady is at number five. There you go. Uh, if you've not got any more guesses, I'll, I'll run through them. Yeah, it's go for you. it, go for it. All right. So, obviously, you said Russell Wilson's Broncos jersey, number yeah. one, uh, top selling in 2022. Uh, second is Josh Allen for the Bills. Okay. Uh, third, as you said, Devontae Adams in the Raiders kit. Fourth, Kenny Pickett uh, for Steelers. Fifth, Brady in the Buccaneers. Sixth is Matt Jones for the Patriots. Seventh is Cooper Cup for the Rams. Eighth is Justin Herbert for the Chargers. Ninth is Patrick Mahomes for the Chiefs. And then number 10 is Joey Ice himself, Joe Burrow, for the Bengals. Do you call him Joey Ice? What is it? Is it Joey Cool? It's Joe Cool. Joe Cool, that's it. Yeah. Because it's Matt Ryan. Because it's Ice Ice. Yeah, yeah. It's because it's Ice related. I just get them mixed up all the time. See, Mac Jones was on the tip of my tongue because I thought Patriots fans go out for theirs. Herbert was on the tip of my tongue as well, but I was like, third year in the NFL, would they be going for it? I'd, Mac Jones, because I, I know I did th- th- a list came out before the draft, Mac Jones was on the list then as well. Mm. I do remember him being on there, uh, but yeah. I don't remember any other names. There you go. But yeah, that was just, yeah, I just thought I'd bring that, because it, it did like seeing that, that was like, I understand that everybody's excited because obviously Big Ben's gone and that I hope you know Pickett will be QB one. Yeah, that's going to be the rush for it, boy. It's just when it like because it's not confirmed yet. 
uh, unless there's some news that we haven't seen to confirm it. I thought it was a bit weird that he made it onto that list. If I'm I genuinely don't think it'll be confirmed until after preseason. We're probably looking at week one. Mike Tomlin will say, you know, in in the pre-game conference from for week one, Tomlin will decide who his QB one is. Um, which stuff? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we just yeah. The, so the uh, pass uh, completions and attempts, and then the percentage. So the Bengals completed. 384 of 555 for 69.2%. The Browns completed 320 passes of 520 attempts for 61.5%. The Ravens completed 396 of 611 for 64.8%. And the Steelers completed 425 of 664 for 64%. Um, So all kind of close, really. Yeah. Just obviously the Browns are edged a little bit more to the bottom and the, the Bengals are edged a little bit more to the top. Definitely expected that from the Bengals. Did you expect the Browns to be on the bottom of that? Yes, I'll be quite honest because to say that, you know, there's talk around Baker Mayfield being a not a great QB for a reason. This is obviously the stats that people are putting out for that reason. The fact that the Bengals have, you know, a hundred less passes than the Steelers. Does surprise me a little bit, but then I think about how many deep balls Joe Burrow threw for, and then it kind of makes sense in my head. Whereas Ben Roethlisberger, when he can't get the ball out long, will always go short, so would never mm-hmm. gain a great amount of yards. Obviously, then to get you know, up to that score, they're trying to get as many short passing as possible. So that makes sense for me. Yeah, the the, the way I see it, and uh, it is actually reflected in the stats, and in it that the the Bengals were essentially just scoring more. Yeah. So because they were scoring more, of the games were were them on defense yeah. because they did score twenty more touchdowns. So there was twenty more times where they just got their offense out of the way, did it, and then defense back on the pitch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Defense gets no rest. There ain't no rest for the relentless. Oh, I thought you were going to say wicked. Uh, I was going to, but then I decided that the Bengals' defense wasn't wicked. And then uh, within the gains, offense, I should say, yeah. uh, the attempted third downs, so the, the completed and attempted of third downs, yep. and then the percentage of completion. So the Bengals uh, were on third down, two hundred seventy. 207 times and completed it 82 times for 39.61 the Browns were on third down 212 and completed 83 for 39.15 the Ravens were on third down 225 and completed 82 for 36.44 and the Steelers were on third down 239 and completed 93 for 38.91 I know we've said in the past that third down can sometimes just be a just try it play yeah it's just it's so weird to me how bengals browns ravens have 82 83 82 in com- completions yeah but their attempts are about seven to ten out of each other yeah yeah and then uh, to be fair it, it does kind of stick to what you said before where like if big ben could not throw it long he threw it short yeah so within those four plays he's got, he's getting 
three yards each time to is making a first down. Yeah. So that would be why that they've completed more third downs. Off the same bat, fourth downs. Bengals were on it 20 times and completed 13 for a percentage of 65. Browns were on it 29 times and completed 12 for 41.38. The Ravens were on it 27 times for 18 completions for 66.67. And the Steelers were on fourth down 21 times and completed 10 times for 47.62. So the Ravens actually do the best on fourth down. Yeah. Yeah. Do Do you reckon that's a lot of Lamar's rushing. See, this is this is what confuses me, because I would have expected the Ravens to have less attempts on fourth down because of Justin Tucker's kicking game. So for them to have more mm-hmm. first fourth down attempts shows how inefficient their offense was this year. To because I mean, not only do you think you have to get to the field goal so many times, then you've also got the most amount of fourth down well sorry the second most fourth down attempts you know in the in the division that offense was really misfiring mm-hmm. but yeah for for the browns to have the lowest kind of conversion rate makes sense to me but it also just goes to show how many times they gave the the, the opponents the ball yeah yeah but um, yeah it is a it is a way to start to look at after like for the ravens knowing how mm. like their kicking game was yeah yeah, moving on to the specific player on that team who has the most yards after catch. I feel like if we'd have made a game out of this, if you'd have like filled in these with white, I would have been able to get the first three. Really? Yeah, I would have been able well, to get the first three of these, and the the Steelers would have tripped me up. But yeah. See, I I think I would have been able to get the Bengals and the Ravens, but not the other two. Yeah. But that's due to lack of knowledge and names. <laughs> <laughs> See, the Browns one would have taken me three guesses, I think. So, um, yeah, the, these players are... So, the Bengals was uh, Jamar Chase, wide receiver, with 651 yards after catch. The Browns had uh, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver, for 273 yards. Uh, Ravens had Mark Andrews, tight end, for 458 yards. And Steelers had Deontay Johnson, wide receiver, for 527 yards. Do you think the reason that the Browns... Because I think we've mentioned before that, like, roughly, when it comes to this, we'd be looking at about 300 yards plus. Yeah. Do you think the reason that Jarvis Landry's is below that is also to do with, you know... a, a worse passing game so the ball's not actually making it to him as much or it's putting him in shitty situations where he can't gain yards it has to be but also like he, he wasn't given that many chances because they, they focused more on the rushing it, it, I mean yeah I guess it's all, all of the above is the answer but I mean looking at Jarvis Landry specifically you know he's had fantastic seasons where he's just gone he's you know caught the ball and just mm-hmm. gone whereas we're talking you know about uh, you know, Jamar Chase is, is that quintessential guy at the moment where he gets the ball and, you know, 20 yards into a run and he's just able to continue. Um, yeah. Mark Andrews is one of those guys who gets the ball quite short and is able to make something of it. Whereas you're thinking of Jarvis Landry, he's like, he's always been that kind of physical presence. So when you get him the ball, you know he's going to get it and go sort of thing. 
or at least he's mm-hmm. going to get it and gain yards, gain a couple of yards. But obviously, with the way the Browns' offense has been, he's not been fed. He's probably been put in bad situations. But also, yeah, they're probably focusing on other other aspects. So he's probably got like a lower targeted percentage than some of the others on this list. Um, well, I was going to say like obviously how I mentioned that he's maybe just not got as many chances because they were focused on the rushing game. Um, when we read out the stats before the rushing yards in total, the Browns were only eight short of drawing with the Ravens for the most rushing yards. Yeah. Uh, interesting stat is that out of those 2,471 rushing yards, 1,259 of them were Nick Chubb. Yeah, so literally half those rushing yards were him. Yeah. Just speaking on, on Jarvis Landry, do you think he will do better this season since he's now at the Saints? <sighs> That's a difficult one. I think... Because they're having QB troubles as well, really, aren't they? Yes. I mean... The two of their, you know, quarterbacks got injured. The guy they have in as QB one done well at the Buccaneers. He done well at the Buccaneers his first couple of seasons, but then dropped off heavily. Uh, I mean, he's a Heisman winner, going from there sort of thing. So he does have the potential to have a great season. It just needs to be chemistry. It there needs mm-hmm. to be some chemistry. Now, obviously, we know that Saints had heavy cap situation issues. So you're probably looking at a team in rebuild to get a guy like Jarvis Landry in to build a, a receiving core around. It's not a bad start. I mean, there's possibly that their cap space might be a bit more freed up with uh, Kamara. Yeah, he's on the lower end, but clearly looking at the stats, it's because a lot of it was focused on the the rushing game. Uh, yeah, in general. Uh, then uh, moving on to the defensive side of everything uh, so this is just the total amount of tackles that the entire defence put up this season uh, so the Bengals uh, tackled for a total of 1,223 tackles the Browns 1,204 Ravens 1,154 and the Steelers 1,308 um, so the, the Steelers had to put in that work and apparently it didn't pay off for them. <laughs> <laughs> um, and within those tackles as well, the specific player with the most tackles for the Bengals, it was Logan Wilson, uh, linebacker for 100 solo tackles. Yeah. Uh, well, 100 total tackles because some of them are like 0.5. The Browns was Anthony Walker, linebacker for 113. The Ravens was Patrick Queen, linebacker, for 98. And the Steelers was Minka Fitzpatrick, safety, for 124. So I think we've had safeties a few times in this defensive uh, play with most tackles. But I'm pretty sure that the safeties are never the highest. This is the first division we've done where the safety has the highest amount of tackles. Yeah, it's normally, you know, some kind of linebacker or defensive mm. end or something like that, yeah. Yeah, because I'm looking at the NFC West. They've got two safeties on two teams, but they are the, the third and fourth highest. What do you think you said that, that says about their defence as a whole? Because I, th- I think we've tried to discuss this before where, like, you're seeing, like, is it just that the defensive line's a bit shit so people are able to get through and it brings safety? Or is it just that they, they can't get past the offensive line 
and the the ball's just going over the top. So it, they're, they're going against mainly passing teams, not rushing teams. So, I mean, to answer that question, I think you have to look at the people trying to get at the quarterback. Now, obviously, for the Steelers, we are talking about TJ Watt, who, mm-hmm. you know, defensive player of the year, sack, you know, leader of 2021. Um, you've, you're trying to get it, the ball away from him as quickly as possible. So if you're going up against that kind of defense, what are you trying to do? You're either trying to get your runner to go through their defensive line as quickly as possible, or you're trying to do dink and dunk passes to get it away from that potential of being a sack. So for that for, to be a safety, that kind of makes sense to me. I'm either expecting a safety or potentially like a cornerback, depending on where the ball is going to end up. Um, but for it to be a safety, you know, somebody in that kind of mid to, to secondary sort of line, that makes sense to me. Because it does make sense that they're trying to get it away from me. Because yeah. uh, obviously, it's a known thing that TJ Watt has. Did he did he draw the sack record? I think he drew the sack record, the yeah. overall single yeah. single like sack record. But again, we're yeah, talking about the, the sack record being set back in the. I think it was back when there was like, either six. It was definitely either sixteen or twelve games per season or something along that lines. So somebody yeah, had an absolute it was, it was, stormer. Th- it it was sixteen games. So I, I know that it was brought up during the season that he has got the record or drew the record, but he hasn't. He had an extra game to do it technically. Yeah, yeah. So it was definitely when there were sixteen games. But um, yeah, it, it, it makes sense with you like being like, oh yeah, it was just getting it away from him because yeah. he out of the, the tackles, not sacks. T J Watt was seventh in the Steelers defense. Yeah, uh, with sixty four. Yeah, so you're just trying to get it away from. You know the highest played defensive defensive guy. You know in the league, who has um, personally given me character growth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of sacks, uh, before we carry so on, this is, I, uh, yep. you know, I, I've you know when I said about doing that game for players yards after catch, I've purposely not gone scroll down further to try and guess the sack leaders of the teams. So when we get to that okay, point, okay, okay, okay. All right, well, we've got two stats and then we're on to that. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, don't worry. Uh, so yeah, this is the uh, amount of sacks that this team has made against the opposition and the amount of yards that they made them lose. Um, so the Bengals sacked forty-two times for a loss of two hundred and seventy-six yards. The Browns sacked forty-three times for a loss of two hundred and seventy-three. Uh, the Ravens sacked 34 for 244 yards, and the Steelers sacked 55 times for a loss of 321. Massive. Um, obviously, within the high thing, high start of TJ Watt, out of those 321 yards that the opposition lost, mm-hmm. he was responsible for 21 sacks. Oh, 21 tackles for losses, so that doesn't always include sacks, but yeah. sack yards lost, he was responsible for 112 of them. 112, Jesus. So pretty much over a third. Bloody hell. That's incredible. And I don't know what... Oh, passes defended PD. I've never understood what PD stood for, <laughs> and then I realised you can hover, hover over it and it tells you. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Because I was just seeing what all the numbers he'd done, but he'd seven. 
pass defended. Yeah, which is pretty good. Which is another thing where he's, he was clearly encro- encroaching on another sack, yeah. and they were like, "Ah, <laughs> just throw it at his hands." Yeah, uh, and coming off TJ, uh, so the Steelers fifty-five uh, sacks against opposition. The this is the team. How many times this team got sacked and their their losses in yards? The Bengals were sacked fifty-five times for a loss of four hundred and three yards. Bloody hell. The Browns were sacked 49 times for a loss of 299. The Ravens were sacked 57 times for 306. And the Steelers were sacked 38 times for 239. See, the Ravens were sacked two more times, but lost 100 less yards than the Bengals. That feels like... It it counts as a sack because it's behind the line of scrimmage. If they the quarterback has got the ball and tried to scramble and literally got to the defensive line and just tried to get back to basically zero yards, yeah. but ran straight into that defensive line and fucked it. Yeah, and it kind of goes to show the difference in the mentality of the scrambler at that point. You know, Joe Cool is trying to scramble away from the, the line of scrimmage to try and make a play, whereas... Mm-hmm. The mentality of the scrambler for the Ravens in, you know, Lamar Jackson, he's trying to gain yards with his own legs. So yeah, yeah. he's probably mitigated a good amount of that, like, you know, that yardage already, and he's just trying to get that a little bit more. Pretty sure. Obviously, I'll say it's all time that we've not got through all the teams yet, but this, I'm, I'll say now this. It, it's got to 100% be the division that gets sacked the most. <laughs> three, three, three teams essentially on 50 or 50, above 50 times sacked. Yeah. So I don't know what the hell is going on with the O-lines in the AFC North, but <laughs> it's not good enough. Yeah, and I mean, le- lesson learned for, for those kind of teams. If, you know, there's no point spending all that money on getting your, your, your ace in the hole, your quarterback... If you're not going to defend them, mm-hmm. yeah, because it, it's not even one of them. If you're not putting up the protection so that they don't lose yards, it's also not putting like protection up for insurance. Like the the shitter that all line is, and the more sacks that quarterback takes, not even it's not even like oh shit we've lost yards. The higher that percentage of injury, yeah, yeah, comes or even just constant injury, yeah. Because I see it all the time, especially Joe Burrows, that are like, yeah. welcome to the NFL hits. They are... F- oh, God. Yeah. I, I think I'd just, like, get whiplash and die. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I mean, one of those hits, I'd be out for the season. You know, let alone mm-hmm. trying to pick myself up, dust myself off and go again. Jesus. Uh, but this is on to the specific player who has the most sacks on this team. Okay. So, we'll let you have a little guess around first. Could you go for the easy one first? Steelers has got to be Chuba Hubbard. No, of course it is <laughs> TJ Watt. Browns, that, I think is Miles Garrett. That is correct. Uh, just for TJ Watt, do you know how many it was? Did he get 22 or 20 and a half? It's 22.5. 22.5. I See, I knew it was a 0. 0.5. I couldn't remember whether it was 20.5 or 22.5. Yeah. 
Um, do you know how many miles got? Because that was correct. I'm gonna guess sixteen. Yes. What? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, right. The Bengals. The Bengals. It's between two names for me. Is it Hubbard? It is not. Hubbard was second with seven and a half sacks. So, is it is it Hen Hendri- Hendricks Hendrickson? Henderson, is it? Is that? It it is Oh, and it is, it is him who uh, was first. Do you, do you know? Do you know how many or? Complete guess. Is it eleven? Oh, it was very close. It was fourteen. Fourteen. All right. Yeah. The Ravens. Uh, the, I don't. I don't. If you get this, this would be a miracle because. I don't think I've ever heard of this player. <laughs> to be fair, I'm trying to go through. I'm trying to remember the only... one name, e- even one name on the Ravens, you know, D line, and I can't, I'm drawing a blank. The only one I knew of beforehand from the Ravens' de- defensive line is is it Calais Campbell? Right. And that's just because I'd watched the uh, All or Nothing where he was playing for the Cardinals at the right. time. That's the only reason I knew about him. Yeah, but everybody else, I have no idea no. about. I mean, um, it's not I mean, Campbell then. No, 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 it's not Campbell. Campbell got like one and a half. He's like oh, number okay. nine or something. Jesus, yeah, right. No, go for it. Who was it? Um, well, his last name is a character from Mario. A character from Mario. His his last name is a character from Mario. Peach, Daisy, Luigi. No, it's not going to be Mario. Bowser? His last name is Bowser. <laughs> Fuck off! No, no, I'm not. What? I'm scrolling down. Na- I'm scrolling down. His name is Tyus Bowser. Tyus linebacker. Bowser. Yeah, and he got seven sacks. Wow. Oh, his, his current status is questionable, so he must have got injured or something yeah. like that. Uh, but he was drafted in 2017, so he's been in the NFL for quite a while. There you go. I have. You know, um, let myself down. Yeah, but um, yeah, go, going into the stats, I don't think it was ever in doubt that TJ Watt no. would be at the top. No. And were you thinking that there was a possibility of Miles Garrett not being in second? So did Miles Garrett get second overall number of sacks for the um, season? For the oh, not not for the season. Okay. I don't think. Uh, just mean it within this division. Um, to be fair, I thought it was going to be. I, I did think it was Miles Garrett was the clear choice for me for the Browns. Um, I didn't think he would be. <sighs> I, I, I don't know. He, he's he's had a g- good season, not a great season. But oh, sorry, I say good season, not a great season compared to TJ Watt. For overall sack leaders, he's probably had a fantastic season. Um, but it just makes sense for the Browns to have not got that many. I, I honestly, I said 16 as a complete guess. I expected him to have about 13, 12 sort of thing because of the the Browns season. But yeah. So uh, firstly, I did look up that stat before. Miles Garrett and TJ Watt were both drafted in 2017. Yeah. So that, that's also the same year that Tyus Bowser. Bowser was uh, drafted. Let's have a quick look. He's- Hendrickson drafted him. No, Hendrickson drafted in 2017 as well. What? All four what? of them. 2017 uh, showing up. I know, and within this division, 
three of these players yeah. are in the top five for the sacks. There you go. So, Miles is third, and Trey Hendrickson is fifth. Jesus. He goes TJ Watt, Robert Quinn for the Bears. Yeah. Uh, with 18.5. Miles Garrett with 16. Nick Bosa with 15.5. And, and then Hendrickson with 14. So it, this division gets sacked the most yeah. and sacks the most. <laughs> <laughs> See, if you'd have told me that one of the Bosas was in the top five, I would not have questioned it. Yeah, th- so I think from now on, AFC North should just be considered the sack division. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. Whether it's because they need to grow some balls or because they get some sacks. Or if they need to get rid of some balls. True, 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 true. <laughs> um, but yeah, all, all of them, 2017 drafts. Because I know, obviously, Miles Garrett was first overall. I know TJ Watt was a first-round pick as yeah. well. Tyus Bowers was a round two pick and Hendrickson was a round three pick. There you go. But that that is insane that they were all from the 2017 draft showing up. 2017 uh, draft. I'm now going to look at the rest of that draft. I'm not going to talk about it, but I want to look yeah, and yeah, see definitely. who else was in the 2017 draft. I'm not going to lie. I'm for some reason in my mind, I'm thinking that that like that's also the year that like was was that the year that like Pres Dak Prescott and um, Ezekiel Elliott were all drafted and everything, mate. Honestly, wouldn't surprise me, but I don't think it was. Um, but yeah, moving on. So this is just the interception stats. So it's firstly the interception that they have caught as a defence and the yards they have gained from those catches and then the interceptions thrown and the yards lost due to those interceptions. So the Bengals caught 13 interceptions for a gain of 266 yards and threw 14 interceptions for a loss of 257. The Browns also um, caught 13 interceptions for 148 yards and also threw 14 interceptions for 175 yards. The Ravens caught nine interceptions for 38 yards and threw 18 interceptions for 157. And the Steelers also caught 13 interceptions for 105, but uh, threw 11 interceptions for 133. So three teams there who all caught 13 interceptions yeah. this season. Two of them both threw uh, 14 interceptions, but the... Yeah, considering the the Bengals and the Browns th- caught and thrown interceptions are exactly the same, the yards are m- like massively more in the Bengals yeah. column. Even yeah, for them catching and throwing them. Yeah, yeah. Two hundred sixty-six say- yards compared to one hundred forty-eight, and two hundred fifty-seven compared to one hundred seventy-five. Like that's doing it both ends. <laughs> As I say, wasn't there a period this season where Pretty much, Joe Joe Burrow had threw through all of those interceptions, and then from that point, threw none. Yeah, wasn't it like week twelve or something like that? He'd done. Uh, I'm done with interceptions now, and never threw again. Uh, and then it just goes moves on to the kicking or, or kick returns, I should say. Uh, so, kick return longest 
and the kick return average. So the Bengals' longest was 44 yards, and average was 20.1. The Browns' longest was 35, and average was 20.7. Ravens' longest was 47, and average was 23. And the longest for the Steelers was 40, and average was 22.3. Yeah, so nothing, nothing outstanding there, but consistent. Yeah, there's nothing outstanding, but yeah, yeah, very consistent. The way I'd like think about, it, especially with the average, I'm think I'm looking at it thinking, if every single one of those kicks landed on the, the the goal line, yeah, I'd I'd want 25 yards plus to make sure that they were getting past the 25 yeah. yard line. Yeah, agreed. Otherwise, you might as well just kneel. Yeah. You might as well just do what Loki tells you to do. Kneel, kneel, or Zod, kneel before Zod. A Superman bad guy, right? Yeah, General Zod. Yeah, yeah. I don't kneel to men like you. Their punt return. Uh, the longest for the Bengals is 17 for an average of 7.3. Longest for the Browns is 24 for an average of 7.2. Ravens longest was 42 for an average of 13.8. And Steelers longest was 23 and an average of 9.3. Uh, we said before that like if you're looking at this, that the especially the average... You want to be looking at 10 and higher, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. And the only one to do that is the Ravens. Steelers come kind of close, but yeah, the Ravens do that insanely well, apparently. Mm. Again, just the amount of two-pointers that this team has scored. Bengals scored one, Browns scored three, Ravens scored two, and Steelers scored two. Again, unable to find how many they actually attempt, because we do really want that information. Yep. But this is all you're getting right now. Yeah. To suck it. <laughs> After going through them, is there any that you found extremely surprising at all? Or? Through them, little bits of stats? No, not really. Uh, the Browns getting three two-point conversions. <coughs> Again, it depends on how Oh, sorry, not not just for the two-points, for the, every stat as a whole. Oh, yeah, but I was, just, I was picking those little bits out first. And oh, then okay, talking sorry. about it from there. But yeah, the Browns getting... You know, three two-point conversions kind of, you know, surprises me, depending on how many they attempted. But, I mean, it's just so so up and down with everything, you know. The amount of yards that the Bengals threw for versus ran for versus, you know, the amount that the Steelers went for for the, you know, the sacks. I I like looking at, now that we've figured out and and streamlined the, the whole thing, the comparisons make so much more sense to me. Mm-hmm. But it just... I, I, I like... Because it also, for me, is just like... It shows where teams need improvement. You know, the Bengals need to improve that O-line. Um, especially that O-line with their, their studs. But they're still finding a way to win games. The, the Browns need to work on their, you know, on their offense as a whole to start winning some more games, you know. The, the, the Steelers, their defense is holding them up, um, and their their offense needs to work. Needs to have some work and, and to find an identity in the next couple of years, um, if they want to have a hope of getting to where they need to be. Um, but you know, just looking at the workload of, you know, how one person such as T.J. Watt can affect where the majority of the tackles are for the Steelers. It's just it's so interesting when you get those kind of comparisons. Mm-hmm. Just a, a quick one. If, if there's a, unless there's 
anything you specifically wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. I did just want to quickly run through a few players on that 2017 draft. Yeah, yeah, I was looking at it as well. I know, like, it's highlighted some of the... That was the year with Miles Garrett, TJ Watt, we've already mentioned, yep. uh, Christian McCaffrey, yep. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes, Marshall Lattimore. Uh, we've already brought up... Sex uh, offender. Yeah, <laughs> Deshaun Watson. Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Juju Smith-Schuster, Alvin Kamara, Cooper Cup. Yeah. I'm yeah. still going through him. Kareem Hunt, Kenny Golladay... Uh, Leonard Fournette. Yeah. Did I see Mike Evans in there Rasul as well? Douglas. Number nine. Chris Godwin. Kareem Hunt. Who? Kareem Hunt. You know the yeah. man who brought the salmon to us. Uh, yeah. Rasul D- Douglas. Trey Hendrickson. Who you know? Any other names that recognize? Oh, Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams, 2017. What a boy! Don't think there's George Kill. George Kill. Really? The best tight ends in the game. Fifth round, 146. Fifth round pick. Ah, This just shows people can come out. Jermaine Illuminor. Jamal Agnew, who we've spoke about multiple times. Yeah. And he was picked up by the Lions. Aaron Jones. Oh, what? Aaron fi- Jones? Fifth, fifth round pick, 182nd pick. Fucking hell. Mike Tyson's in there. Oh, it's a different oh. Mike Tyson. <laughs> Jesus. Xavier, Xavier Woods. Woods. Plenty more that we've not mentioned, but... Yeah. They're clearly not on our radars. So, um, is there anything else that you wanted to mention at all? Um, are we putting it out there that there will be a, a special episode where we're uh, like a, like a co-op op episode with the unpacked? Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, we are recording this on the thirtieth of June, uh, twenty twenty-two. Weirdly enough, um, tomorrow, the first of July, we are recording with Murph of the Unpacked Podcast. Uh, doing a little breakdown of the NFC, seeing where we think they're going to be, who to look out for, who to watch, what division's going to be interesting. Um, And then we are going to do a proper crossover episode where we have both me and Smith and uh, Murph and Fenners. And we are going to chat some shite. Um, Fenners has some opinions he wants to get off his chest, and we like talking to Fenners. And, Murph yeah, and I'm and... not going to lie, I'm going to try and push Fenners on to like, who I should be placing some bets on next year, because yes. I know he likes doing yes. that. Yeah. Seeing if we can get some hot tips each yeah, week yeah, from some... him. We might, we, some... we should set, we should start a little segment on the, uh, on the Brick Cave where we just get Fenners quick picks or something like that for who to bet on each week, or what to bet yeah. on. But I, re- I want... Yeah, like I know this. This is all going to be included, but I want it to be like the, uh, you know, the the news team in uh, Family Guy where they they pass it to yeah. What's his What's he called? Oh, Trish Takanawa. No, not that. No, not not Trish. Uh, the the other one. It gone rain. Yeah, yeah, him, him. You know who I mean. Just can't yeah. remember his name for yeah. some reason. Yeah. But yeah, wait to be like that. Like, and uh, what's up with you, Fenners? Bet on this, and then it just cuts back to us. Well done, Fenners. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> that was off track. But right at the end, there you go. Loved it. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, there will be more of these because, as we said, we want to get all of these. Yep. All division stats out before the start of next season. So, and obviously, next th- time we do another one of these, it's going to be an NFC, and it's either going to be the East or the South. And we should also mention, if 
anybody is listening, we are back to weekly now as well. Correct. Yep. So what we're doing? You had your break from us. Deal with it. Yeah, you listeners that we're apparently forcing to listen to us each week. I've invested so much in Monster <laughs> Energy Drink just to give you something each week. I'm I'm still just on water. Um, so Evian, if you want to sponsor me, or you know any other brand of water. Um, Preferably one that does it in a can, so I can pretend to be environmentally conscious as well. Um, or Air Up. I heard that Air Up is the new thing that taste is in your nose, not in your mouth. Who knew? Um, but if any water company wants to sponsor me, uh, the unusual Greg, um, go for it. Um, but yeah. I don't want a, a, a drink sponsor. I would like to be sponsored by Ann Summers or Boo Avenue. Oh, if we can choose it, I'd like to be, um, you know, sponsored by either the Colombian Drug Trade or Amsterdam's Red Light District. That, that'd be preferable to me. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh, imagine if we ever did, like, a live show and we'd have to let Enrique Greg sponsored by the Red Light District. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Visit Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. I mean, so... I'm sure you could find, like, a... a, a, a somehow an even like cheaper and nastier one in this country or something like that well, but yes it is what i was thinking about doing is starting my own only fans hoping to make some money and then using the only fans money to sponsor the podcast so i can then talk about <laughs> when i'm posting my feet pics uh- <laughs> um but yeah no we're back to weekly um that was that was what that tangent was about um <laughs> um so what's going to happen is we are going to do a stats episode followed by a informative talky episode where we actually have a bit more fun with the topic try and get some guests on talk about what to look forward to in 2022 season potentially um maybe review some games in a bit more detail exactly yeah yeah um so yeah this is what's going to be for the little while until obviously we then start talking about pre-season or the regular season. Woohoo! You yeah, you yeah, yeah. So from me, uh, the unusual Greg, unusual underscore Greg on Twitter and Instagram, and from him, Smith. I am DRS underscore nineteen ninety four on Instagram and Instagram only. Ah, got cramp. Are you okay? Do you, do you need to take a minute? No, I'm okay. I'm okay. okay. I'm okay. All right. And from the podcast, the Brick Cave Blitz, Brick Cave Blitz on both Twitter and Instagram. It's a go, Pat. Go. <laughs> Breaking place. Oh, poor baby. <laughs>